Hello, my name is Denise Renner, and I want to welcome you to Time with Denise Renner. I am so excited about this message because I believe some of you are going to receive a miracle as we are speaking together today. I've been seeing your responses. I've been seeing your prayer requests, praying over your prayer requests. Please send them because I want to know what's going on with you. Now, today we're going to talk about something so powerful about receiving a miracle and that you may have to push through some things to get your miracle and to be strong in these last days. We can't give up because we have to push through something. We got to keep pushing through and receive our miracle. So we're going to open with Mark chapter five and it's talking about the woman and we call her the woman with the issue of blood. Well, why do we call her that? Because this woman had been bleeding for 12 years. Now, I cannot even imagine how horrible that is. I can't imagine how exhausted you would be, how sick you would be. But then it's not just about being sick. It's not just about being exhausted. With this disease, you are a social outcast. You are rejected. Can you imagine? And so we see in Leviticus chapter 5 about this woman. It's talking about this woman and her problem that she, in just this chapter, she's called unclean 13 times. That's terrible. She's unclean. If somebody touches where she sat, then they're unclean. If they touch where she lay down, then they're unclean. I mean, nobody can hug her. Nobody can touch her. Because if they touch her, then they're going to be unclean. So it's like she's got this huge sign on her that says, unclean. Can you imagine the rejection that she has to deal with every day of her life that I can't hug my children. I can't, I can't touch my husband. If, if, if they touch where I laid, they'll be unclean. If, if they, if they touched where I sat, they'll be unclean. Be a terrible thing, but this is her situation. You know, maybe you've been in a situation where somebody said, you know what, I can't be around you because you're this way or you're that way. And they reject you. So if you have been rejected because of something you couldn't do anything about, then you know what I'm talking about. In fact, I'm talking to somebody right now. You were rejected maybe because of what you look like, or maybe you didn't walk right, or maybe your arm didn't function right, or maybe your eyes, or maybe, maybe you couldn't hear right. And you were rejected because of something you had nothing to do with. That's the situation for this woman. And she wears this, this identity 
I'm unclean. And actually religion put that on her. Maybe there's religion that's put some kind of sign on you. Well, that's not the gospel. That's not the love of Jesus. Jesus doesn't reject anyone. Those that come to, to God in the name of Jesus, he receives them. But for this woman, she'd been rejected for 12 years. So let's go to Mark chapter 5. And it says in verse 25, Now a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things from many physicians. She had spent all that she had and was no better but grew only worse. That's her situation. Now she's spending all this money. Can you imagine she's spending all her money and she's not getting any better? Maybe that's your situation also. You've spent money on a disease. You've spent money on doctors, appointments, medicine, but you're not any better. Well, that is her situation. And then it says in verse 7, when she heard about Jesus. Well, what do you think that she heard about Jesus? I think she heard that there was a lame, a lame man and he was walking. I think she heard that there was a demon-possessed child and they were delivered. I think she heard that they were on the mountain and nobody had food and Jesus multiplied two fish and five loaves for over 5,000 people. Some scholars say maybe 20,000 people. I think she heard that there was a blind man who had been blind all of his life and now he sees. I think she heard that there was somebody who, who was rejected by society and accused and hated and Jesus received them and told them the truth and to not, to not go and sin anymore. I think she heard those things. And you know what happened when she heard? Faith started rising up in her heart. And it says, when she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. Now look at verse 28. For she said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. So this woman, she's hearing, she's hearing, she's hearing, and she starts thinking. Maybe she just got back from the doctor and just spent the last of her money, and she's still bleeding. She doesn't feel any better, and she's exhausted. And she's, she's hearing about Jesus, and she thinks to herself, you know what? I think, I think that if I could just touch the hem of his garment, just the tassel, just some tassel that's on his garment, I think that I could be healed. I mean, he has so much power. 
and everybody's getting healed that he, he prays for and he talks to. I think that he has so much power that he in him that if I can get through that crowd, I think, and I could just, just touch it, just touch it. I think that the power of God, the power that's in him, I think that when I just touch it, I think that I'm going to be healed. And she starts saying to herself, when I touch his garment, I'm going to be healed. When I touch his garment, I'm going to be healed. I know that when I touch his garment, I'm going to be healed. And she, she goes out of the house and she's thinking to herself, Oh, good, nobody's around because they can see that my, my clothes say I'm unclean, but nobody's here, but I, th I guess they're all with Jesus. Oh, I'm going there. And she's saying to herself, if I touch his garment, I'm going to be healed. I know that if I touch it, if I just touch it, I know that if I just touch it, that the power of God is going to come in and I'm going to be healed. She gets closer and closer to the crowd. She's still saying to herself, I know that if I just touch it, maybe if, because I don't have to touch him and I just touch his garment, maybe if I maybe crawl on the ground or uh, maybe I don't know how I'm going to get to him, but I'm going to get to him somehow. And if I just touch his garment, I'm absolutely sure that I am going to be healed. Well, she gets there. We don't know. Some scholars say that she crawled on the ground and people were like, who's bumping me? Who's at, who's at my feet? And, and then, then she gets to him and she can see that it's Jesus. And she just reaches out really fast. And she just touches it. And when she touches his garment, just the tassel, just the tassel, but verse 29 says, immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up. And she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. Now she didn't want to go there and so that, you know, as in make an announcement that I'm unclean and I'm going to touch him. She went there trying to be a secret. But what happened when the, her, the blood stopped in her body and she was healed? Verse 30. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that the power had gone out of him, he's turning around in the crowd and he said, who touched my clothes? So now he's saying, who touched my clothes? Who touched my clothes? And then he says, the disciples say, but his disciples said to him, the, the whole multitude, they're all pressing on you, Lord. Everybody's touching your clothes. And Jesus said, who touched me? And he looked around to see her who had done such a thing. So we know even Jesus has a word of knowledge. He knows that it is a her that touched him. And he's looking around and in verse 33, but the woman 
fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, she came and fell down before him and told him the whole story. Can you imagine? She probably said, oh, Jesus, Jesus, I, I, well, I'll tell you everything. I'll just tell you everything, but I'm not bleeding anymore. I'm healed. Well, I'll tell you how it happened. Well, I've been bleeding for 12 years, Jesus, 12 years. It's been so horrible, and I've been unclean, and you know that anybody like me has been declared unclean. I haven't touched my children, my husband, my friends. I just stay in my house, and I'm unclean. And I started hearing about you, Jesus. And I heard that you opened the eyes of the blind. And, well, I heard that I heard that a lame man was walking after you prayed for him. And, and Jesus, I, I heard that, um, that a, a mother whose son was demon-possessed, that, that you prayed and that the child was delivered from the demons and was normal and going to have a normal life with that mother. And, and Jesus, I heard, I heard that you fed all these people on a mountain with just two fish and five loaves. And Jesus, I'm sorry, but Jesus, I said to myself, I just know that if I touch him, I, I don't have to touch him. If I just touch just a tassel, just your tassel, that, that I'd be healed. And so Jesus, I got here and, and I, I, I know I was making everybody unclean that I was touching, but I'd just been making my way through the crowd, and, and I saw your feet, and I saw the hem of your garment, and I saw your tassel, and I said to myself all the way here that if I just touch him, I'll be healed, and Jesus, I just reached out, and I just grabbed, I just touched your garment, I just touched it just for a split little second, and Jesus, when I touched it, this affliction that's been in my body for 12 years, Jesus, it stopped. And I'm, I'm, I'm healed. And she told him everything. And Jesus said to her in verse 34, and he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. He called her daughter, and then he, then he said something to her. He said, your faith has made you well. And you know, friend, you know what I love about that? I love that the Bible says that. It doesn't say anything about anybody's faith sometimes. It just says that he raised the dead doesn't say anything about anybody's faith. It just says that he had compassion and he healed them. Lazarus, when he late raised him from the dead, nobody believed, and he raised him from the dead. And some says sometimes, because of their faith, they received what they received from him. Jesus has made it available to us. He is compassionate. He can heal us out of his compassion. It, it, we can get healed by believing just ourself, just faith, just faith. Lord, I believe that if I touch the hem of your garment, that I will be healed. If you today, right now, you're saying, I believe that I can, if I just touch the hem of his garment by faith, 
I'm going to be healed. You see, he wants to get healing to us so many ways. I mean, it says in the Bible, you can lay hands on the sick and they'll be healed. It says that you, the elders can come and they can anoint you with oil and you'll be healed. It says that we can pray the prayer of agreement and you'll be healed. It says that you, it's by your confession and believing you can be healed. There's so many ways. Jesus wants us healed so bad. He hates sickness so bad that he gave us so many ways to be healed. And this woman, she had that one way. It was her own faith. And Jesus said to her, daughter, go in peace because your faith has made you well. I want to say to you today, it can be just your faith. Lord, okay, I believe and I receive. And maybe, maybe you'll be like this woman. Maybe you'll just say, Jesus, I believe and I receive. And maybe you say it again, Jesus, I believe and I receive. Maybe you say, Jesus, by the stripes of Jesus, I am healed. I receive. Maybe you say that healing is the children's bread and I'm one of your children. I take your healing. Maybe you say that he took my sicknesses and my diseases and he destroyed the power of them in hell and he has given me healing. I don't know what you're going to say. That woman was involved. That woman was saying that woman was pushing through that crowd that was probably talking about her. Saying, who is this? Or how, her, how dare her come and be next to me? How dare her touch me? I want to say to you, friend, that if we're going to receive the mighty, wonderful things from Jesus in these last days, and we know that he's the only one who can give it to us, we have to have an attitude that we don't care what people think. Oh, that's really important. Can you see that in that woman? That woman could have said, you know what? Too many people there. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. They'll all curse me. They might even hit me. I can't do it. I can't do it. Caring what other people think. She didn't care what other people thought. She said, if I touch him, not him, if I just touch the hem of his garment, I'll be healed. She did not care. And for you and I to receive, and I think it's true of many times in our life, Friend, if we're going to do what God told us to do, if we're going to be bold like God tells us to be bold, if we're going to lay hands on the sick, if we're going to witness to somebody, if we're, if we're going to believe for our healing, if we're going to forgive the unlovely and those who hurt us, we have got to have a conviction in our own heart that it doesn't matter what other people say. I've heard from God and I'm going to do what God has put in my heart. And that's what that woman did. She said, I don't care what they say. I don't care if they start screaming unclean. I'm going to push through that crowd and I am going to get my healing. <laughs> don't you just love her? 
<laughs> Don't you just love her? That kind of attitude. I know a woman right now that's been struggling with sickness. She has really struggled. I mean, it's been for months. There were a couple of times she almost died. She's been in a lot of pain. She's been in a lot of sleepless nights. And you know what? She has the tenacity of a bulldog. She will not let go of the healing power of God. She says, I am going to be healed. And you know what? Little by little, that woman is receiving her health. Little by little, this symptom is going away. Little by little, that system, symptom is going away. She's not letting go. She doesn't listen to the opinions of others. She says, I know what I want. I know what I've heard. And I'm going to receive my healing. She's just like that woman with the issue of blood. She is pressing forward forward. She doesn't care what people think. She's pressing forward the difficulties and she's going to grab a hundred percent that healing that is hers through what Jesus did on the cross. It may take some tenacity. Some people give up when they confess the word for a week or, or they confess the word and make declarations for two hours and they didn't get what they want. We got to have a tenacity to receive from our God. You see, there's systems. There's our own thinking that we've had for maybe years, maybe that we weren't worthy or maybe you have the thought of, well, my parents died of that and, and my uncle died of that and my aunt died of that, so I'll probably die of that too. Well, that's not the truth. That's systems of thought that we have to pull down. Maybe it takes you some time to pull down those thoughts. Maybe it takes you some time to pull down thoughts of, well, you know, I haven't done everything right. I'm not worthy. Maybe it takes you time to pull down those thoughts that I'm not worthy. It's not that God is holding back our miracle or God is holding back our healing, but maybe there's some systems of thought in our mind that don't quite agree yet to grab a hold of that healing. I've definitely been there. I've definitely been there. Or coming against fear. Maybe fear has tried to get you. And, 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 and you have to push through fear. Well, just like that woman with the issue of blood. She had to push through fear. She had to push through the fear that they're going to yell and scream at her. Or even cast her away. And she won't get her healing. But she doesn't care. She wants to touch Jesus more than she wants to pay attention to fear. I've been in that place in my life where fear tried to grab me and I had to say, Jesus, I'm grabbing a hold of you harder than I am grabbing a hold of this fear. And do you know what happened? It, it, my situation started changing. The minute I said, I rebuke this fear. I reject this fear. I'm going forward. I'm taking your hand, Lord. Did you know it says in Isaiah chapter 41? Oh, oh gosh, you've got to see it. 
You've got to see it with your own eyes. Isaiah chapter 41. It says he holds you by your right hand. Oh, you've got to see this. I hope you're turning there. Probably you have a phone and it's, and it's faster, but I like to use my Bible. It says in verse 10, it says, fear not for I am with you. Be not dismayed. For I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Verse 13. For I, the Lord your God, will hold your right hand, saying to you, fear not, I will help you. Those verses help bring down that stronghold of fear. God has not given me the spirit of fear. In 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. You see, when our process of pulling down these thoughts that have kept us from believing, we're pushing through. Just like that woman with the issue of blood. Just like my friend that's absolutely going to be 100% healed in her body because she refuses to give up. That's what happens. We cannot give up. I promise you, if you don't give up, you're going to receive what it is that you want from God. Oh, I hope this was an encouragement to you. It's been an encouragement to me to bring this word to you. And God, we thank you for this woman with the issue of blood that she said to herself, if I just touch his garment, I'll be healed. And she was immediately healed by her faith. And we thank you for uh, the faith that you've given to each one of us, Lord. And we press forward in Jesus' name. Well, our time's up, and I'll see you on my next program. All of us want our relationships to grow and improve. For example, don't you want your marriage to be in better shape than it is right now? Even if things are going well, you probably see areas where it could be improved, right? In this candid 16-part series, Denise Renner hilariously and compassionately reveals areas where all of us can do better in our relationships, and especially in our marriages. Sometimes little changes make big differences. Titles in this series include, Help, My Mouth is Making Trouble for Me. Who is in control here, my mouth or me? I thought I was supposed to change it. Help me, Lord, I need to forgive. I thought I had already reached my forgiveness quota. Rick Renner says, this series is so awesome. Every person will laugh their way to transformation as Denise candidly addresses areas where we can all improve. This life-changing 16-part series is available in digital or physical formats, starting at just $25. We are also offering you Denise's companion book, Who Stole Cinderella? for just $15 with genuine warmth and candor. Denise recounts the journey of her own struggles in marriage and the unique insights she learned along the way to attaining emotional health and happiness. Your life will be enriched by biblical wisdom as Denise sheds light on your path to happily ever after and shows you right where to begin again if you've lost your way. Don't miss this special offer, the entire 16-part series, School of Cinderella, and the companion book, Who Stole Cinderella? Call the number on your screen now or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now.